Hello everyone and welcome to the Grief Burrito Podcast. You know me by now, I am your host Harrison Wilde and I wanted to introduce episode 11 for you. On this week's episode, Jono's out of town again, so we have one of my very good friends from childhood, Mr. William P. Rye. His last name's actually Perry, just so you know. And uh, we're going to be delving into a lot of the games that we used to play as kids, such as The Wind Waker, fucking Halo 2, Pokemon, Metroid, even like 13, which is being remastered at the moment, so... Yeah, there's loads and loads to chat about on this episode. We did even get down to talking about the uh, notorious Sonic trailer that came out a few days ago. I'm actually a little bit saddened by this episode because we had a little bit of an error with some of our audio, so I've lost a little bit of the episode. So if there's any like continuity errors, I'm sorry. I've tried to sort of stitch it together the best I can to try and get the sound right. And we had a couple of weird poppy sounds on the microphone that I'm struggling to, to get rid of for you guys. So I, I do apologise for the audio on this episode. And uh, I promise... I'll have it rectified for the next episode. But that's enough of that. So it's time to get down. Chow down. Get in your face. It's time for your grief burrito. Welcome to the Grief Burrito Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, we have today a special, special guest. He's so special to me. Celebrity. Yeah. Introduce yourself, Will. Uh, yeah, I'm Will. Known has since, like, year five. Since babies? Yeah. Mo- so earlier than year five. Go back. Like nursery. Oh, yeah, like, when we were five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, <coughs> way longer ago than that. Yeah, we've been, like, gaming together since fucking long, long many times. And then he moved away and left me all alone. High and dry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I live in Exeter now, so uh, we, we we don't play games as much. No, I know, we but, just uh, fucking don't, and it's, it's fucking shit, but we get to see each other when he comes up. This is why it's a special treat. Special treat, yeah, so Jono is doing something, don't know what he's doing, he's away somewhere, and Will is up for, we have a, it's not a parade, it's a procession, isn't it? I don't know what the specification is that means the different, but yeah, <laughs> we have this thing in, in England called May Day, which is usually the first Saturday of May, and we have, it's like a big May they have like a big maypole and like dances around and they crown like a May Queen and have a procession and shit. No one really it's... understands why. No. <laughs> uh, everyone, it, the kids all get dressed up, so it's fun for them. And yeah. And they... all the adults drink all day. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only day in England we're allowed to drink on the streets. So we have this big procession. It's like th- our town only has about, I think it's 11,000 people that live here. But everyone is out and everyone who's ever lived in Nutswood seems to come back. And the streets are just lined and you can't move. Yes. And then everyone's just getting pissed and then they go on the fair. The whole town smells like diesel and hot dogs for a couple of days. <laughs> and bruised knuckles. Yeah, and bruised knuckles, yeah, if you stay out late enough. So it's, it's a cool little time. It just means you get to see everyone that you went to school and uni with and stuff. And they all come back. And then they all leave again. And I'll be alone again. <laughs> so we think we'll go straight into a bit of game news first because there's not much game news today or the very lacking lacking in news thank you Shit. it's time for us to talk about games new ones games new ones, games. New ones. Yeah. the only thing that i've seen recently is that from software the guys who made bloodborne and dark souls have released a bit of new concept art people think it's hinting at a new game but i it looks like leftover art from bloodborne see I, I haven't seen any of this yeah uh, I'll, I'll put it, i've got it there. and i've not not actually played the the games myself but seen playthroughs and speedruns and things so yeah they're amazing games fans i'm a fan i'm a fan fan of the fans if you can get to play it 
I highly recommend Dark Souls. It's really, really good. It's one of my favorite yeah, games. Yeah, it's just so challenging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, I like it for that reason though. It's because then when you finally beat something, it's just you feel so fucking pumped. Like yeah, I've literally yeah. been stood up there in the in the <laughs> living room, just like in front of the TV, like yes, fuck you. And like I remember yeah. that feeling the first time I got to the Jafar on my Aladdin game for the oh, Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> first time I got there. I died immediately because my hands are so sweaty and my p- heart was beating faster than it had ever done in my little life. Like I just panicked and died straight away. It took me it's to Javon. get back there. I've never, I don't think I ever played past the second level. Oh, really? Yeah, I never I never had that game until later on. At that point, I, I had loads of other games and it was yeah. one of those, I think it was on like a, it was some random Sega game that had a couple of games in one. Yeah, so it had yeah. like Columns, Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles, Aladdin and something else, some like random racing one. Uh, and I'd always play Sonic, and Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, right. uh, yeah that, that was, and that was such a great idea as well. Having this, the cartridge that you can, can uh, slot in Sonic Two and play as Knuckles in Sonic yeah, Two. Yeah, that was Sonic crazy. 1. Yeah, that was mind blowing at yeah. the time. I never had that, but I heard that this like mythical cartridge existed. Yeah, it was insane. And uh, you know, for example, in Chemical Plant Zone, the second yeah, yeah. level in Sonic Two, especially in the second stage, this. Yeah a bunch of high walls because there's many paths you could go down but as knuckles yeah. i just i just spent months just exploring yeah. the levels <laughs> parts that you could never reach as, do you think that as, was planned like planned already i don't know because if they built would, the levels like that do you think could you actually find stuff up there there was occasionally like extra lives or ring boxes but i think they were accessible as Sonic just in in the original game, but right. uh, just made it like really difficult. And yeah. Maybe the the designers just kind of went, oh well, no one's finding it. Oh, this is a good way to explore. Oh, that right. Yeah, yeah. I, but I was wondering whether they like proactive, you know, added it as like a backwards compatibility yeah. thing that that triggered these new things to exist in the level. Okay. Yeah, I remember us playing Sonic and like that bit where you're stuck underwater and it's like, dim, dim. Yeah, dim, yeah, dim. that's the most intense. And you're just like, oh, get me out. It was so like, and then you just go, didn't you? And like his arms go up and that. I fucking loved that game. It was so much fun. I used to like making him stand right on the edge when you face forward off the edge. Yeah, like it's a falling out of it, like a flailing yeah flails around but uh when you're in the water he's moving his arms like he's swimming yeah so it's like yeah he's uh, swimming because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's underwater right seeing as we're on sonic we've moved on nicely into like a perfect segue so this is the point where i lost a little bit of the audio uh it's just regarding the the review of the sonic trailer that's uh, that dropped the other it was about three days ago i think it was um so Let's go back to when it first started. So initially the, the posters came out and straight away people hated it. They had a, a quite a large issue with how the design of Sonic would look. Even though we couldn't see the full character, we could only see his weird ass creepy legs. And then, as I said a few days ago, the actual official trailer came out. And everybody let out a collective sigh and a gasp and were kind of shocked by what they, they saw of the actual trailer. I mean, the movie itself, it doesn't look the best doesn't even come across the best i mean from the trailer a lot of the jokes aren't initially funny and that's a shame i really hope it works a little better than it does in the trailer and the music they've chose gangsta's paradise by coolio i don't know why it doesn't seem to go with it at all i mean in a lot of the games it's always got this weird like butt rock <laughs> like really cheesy rock music i thought they were going to go down that that style but i guess not um 
The second thing, the, the well, the main positive thing that people seem to have got from the trailer was that Jim Carrey's part maybe looks good. Uh, he's moving back towards his old style of characters, which was which was nice to see. Obviously, that brings around a lot of the nostalgia. Like at the same time, maybe that's why they chose him to play the character of Robotnik because he was around in the nineties. Like Sonic was big at that point. But the main issue that people have pulled with the trailer really is the design of Sonic himself. I don't mind Sonic's face as much as other people have done. I understand he's got two eyes and a lot of people wanted to have the single one eye, which doesn't really work in a 3D world. But, you know, we're already suspending disbelief in this blue hedgehog character. So I don't think that's out of the possibility that we could have done. Um, but the main issue is gone with his teeth. He's got human teeth and human fingernails, and that's where a lot of people really have found issue with it. And the proportions of his body looks really odd. I mean, it looks like they've put a child in a weird fursuit and gave him a big head. You know, I, I, oh God, the, those teeth. The teeth, they've tried to humanise him, basically, and that, that's what makes it really creepy. It's that uh, the uncanny valley kind of thing, I think. They've tried to humanise him. You know, I'd like to take the guys who made the decision, which is probably the management team and not the designers, and be like, look at the character. He's a blue hedgehog that runs the speed of sound. You don't need to add this extra air of realism because we're already looking at this character and we know that he isn't real. He's a fictional thing and we're already believing he fits into the world that he inhabits. So with all the controversy surrounding this, this character design, the guy in charge has actually posted an official statement on Twitter stating that the message has been heard loud and clear and that Sonic's look will change for, for the final film when it comes out. So we're expecting to see another trailer released with a completely different Sonic designed character. Overall for the film, I think that's probably a good thing. Although I feel like the production company have done like a little sneaky switcheroo where they're now going to ride the coattails of the drama where they can be like, see the new fan made Sonic, you know, like the fans have been involved with it. So more people who initially boycotted the film before will now feel that they're connected to the character in some way and had a hand in, des in the actual design process of him. I hope it's not that malevolent from their point, but I think it might be. You know, I'd, I'm I'm still going to see the film. I would have seen it before. I just hope that they do indeed decide to push back the release date so that the visual arts department of their production studio aren't in this constant crunch time period to get the film out on time to the date that they've already promised. Yeah, that was that was the main crux of what me and Will spoke about, and I I, I really hope that it at least lives up a little bit to make the fans happy. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is about. You know, if you look at like the this Detective Pikachu film that's coming out, that really is playing to the fans. They, they've selected a lot of the the older generation Pokemon to be in this film, and the visuals are great. You know, and we, you know, none of us mind that Ryan Reynolds is doing the voice of Pikachu. You know, we're because we're already in this fantasy world. You don't have to make something so realistic. And like on a side note, the characters that they've made for the Pokemon film really do look good. I hope it goes from strength to strength. I do, and I'm presuming that that end character that we saw of Doctor Robotnik, where he has like the classic look with the big moustache and the bald head and the glasses. It looks like that'll probably be the post credit scene. Like maybe Robotnik will get lost in a portal and end up coming out somewhere in the other world of Mobius. And then it'd be cool to see Tails. I really hope Tails is in it. So let's get back to Mine and Will's conversation. And uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think if you want to message me on Twitter or anything regarding this trailer. And, and one thing as well that a huge benefit of what makes Shovel Knight or these, you know, retro style modern games so much more beautiful is they're not limited by palettes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, you can have, Next you know, the, limited. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you could only have like six to seven colors on the screen maybe yeah. in, the, in these old consoles. 
I mean, these new ones, you can have as many as you want. Yeah. So they can really just paint beautiful backgrounds and pictures. And you know, stuff. that's why they worked in a lot of the sprite flicker. You know, when it like a sprite kind of goes invisible for a second and it's flickering. Yeah, yeah. That's because they're using the, um, what's it called? The limitations of the, the power of the console so they can display you and the enemy at once the same and they just yeah, flick yeah. it so it's actually only showing one of you at each time uh, right, but okay. it's per frame it's just a way like a cool technique to work around the limitations uh, right. i i heard another one for, for example say i don't know if it's exactly this this game but mm-hmm. like Mega Man, he's got black pixels for his pupils yep. so they'd have a background of black and have where his pupils are transparent so yeah, they're not using yeah, they any colours yeah. for his eyes they're just stealing it from the, the yeah, background yeah, that's right. palettes so that, it, that was another way of I think that's why the boss rooms were always black backgrounds I'm sure I think it was that one yeah. I've seen it on another thing there was a video about it so I, I tried to find it to post it to a listener the other day on, uh, on Twitter but I can't seem to find the video and it was about how they made the sprite art and how they actually folded it to be folded? yeah they like stack it on the sprite sheet because okay. your sprite sheet can only have a certain amount of pixels so like a sprite might only be 15 by 15 pixels, but you've got to stack that and all the other enemies you've got in the game, all the other art assets for any level tile all onto these sprite sheets that you can stack. And it was a way of, you know, like the the bushes in Mario are just green tinted versions of the, the clouds. clouds. It's yeah. the same thing, like reusing assets of yeah, wherever yeah. you can. It was a really interesting video. It was long and it got a bit in depth for some people, but yeah. it was really, really interesting just to look at how they did it. And I can't imagine how they figured out a lot of it yeah. it's so complicated the, the, yeah those things it's a whole other world mm-hmm. you know and you've got they're kind of like the the unsung heroes i guess not so much anymore because everybody's mm-hmm. so aware of what goes on behind the scenes yeah now, yeah uh, with the age of the internet and everything mm-hmm. so i find that a lot with games i when i'm playing them because i went to uni to, to do it when I play them, I'm like, oh, I wonder how they've done that. Oh, that's what they've done to do that and that yeah. sort of stuff. And I can look figure to try and out, figure yeah. out, yeah. Which is cool because then when I come to, if I've got ideas to put in our games, I kind of can figure out how to get a, a look that I want from inspired by other things. Yeah, so yeah. that's always nice. To go on to like more modern games and that, I wanted us to talk about Wind Waker. Because okay, like yeah. I remember when we got, when we both got Wind Waker when we were <coughs> kids. Um, I remember that I had, I didn't spend any lunch money for like three months running up to the date of it like I just starved myself and just left my lunch money at home and put it in my money box I remember the hype yeah <laughs> and and then I remember like reading the, all the, the magazines for the GameCube when I was a kid like Nintendo Power or whatever and I was like oh, it's coming out next week and like I was checking the money and then I had enough and I was like oh fuck yeah and I remember getting back and just fucking binging it straight away and I can't remember when we spoke it must have been the next day at school I don't think we even had mobiles you at that just point. just come in like really distant, yeah. <laughs> 10,000 yard stare. Yeah. Looking really like sea blown from the sea air. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a great game. It really, really was. And a lot, a lot of people didn't like the style initially, did they? There was a lot of kickback to it. Because yeah. It, it was a huge jump. What was it? Twilight Princess before it? No. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. So, yeah. It was yeah. straight from that. And that. I think that's why they went back to that style with Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they released a... It was a... I think it was called like... Oh, what was it called? Space Expo or something. They released a... Like a cutscene of Link fighting Ganondorf in the style of like... It would be essentially like Twilight Princess style graphics, but obviously not quite as good. Fighting in a castle. And then everyone was like, oh, that's the next Zelda game that was going to be coming out. And then at the next E3, they then showed Wind Waker and everyone was yeah. like, what the fuck is this? It looks yeah, completely different. Yeah. Um... But I think it just really worked with it. 
I think it was amazing to go with that sort of style. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, it's one of my favourite games. Mm. I remember when uh, I first played it, I went round to Haz's, mm-hmm. and he probably completed it already. So he <laughs> started a new file for me. I went round to his house for tea, and we, we just gobbled up as fast as we could so we could keep playing. The furthest I was able to get to before I had to go back home was the Forsaken Fortress. Oh, yeah, it was a fucking pain there. That's how you go around to all that sneaky stuff. And, uh, the Moblins were so scary when you got in the... You were walking the in the barrel. You could get a barrel on you. Most people have probably played this, but for the people who haven't, you, you can sneak around this castle and you can pick up a barrel and it goes over your body and just your feet stick out and just like... Boink, 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 when you walk. And then uh, these Moblins, which are like these big pig guys... Uh, if they spot you moving, they look at the barrel and it like goes, and it's yeah, like it was so dramatic, scary. Yeah. yeah, and you have to like drop the barrel down and hide your feet and then like fucking tiptoe again. If, you get, if they caught you, you got chucked in jail. You had to, you had to it, break it, out again. But that that was a really it was like the first dungeon of the game because it wasn't really a dungeon. It was just kind of teaching you different mechanics and developing the story yeah. a bit, so you learned that you could, you know, light torches and push boxes and uh, link over here pushing boxes it's just it, it's the gift that keeps giving because it, it's so dense like for mm. example one of the most annoying heart piece heart pieces to get was the Deku there was little mm. Deku Koroks oh yeah, um, yeah the wilted trees and you had to mm. take the special water from the spring water haven, yeah. uh, which was on a timer like the kind of eye drops for the frog yeah um, yeah in, in Ocarina of Time that training game um, they like lost the potency didn't they and yeah. like, so if this spring water would just turn into normal water after 10 minutes or whatever so you have to get it there on your boat really quick and there was 50 of these or whatever you know X amount of these Koroks mm-hmm. these little woods, woodland sprites it's 900 in Breath of the Wild yeah and you you literally just get a poo it even says it smells weird when yeah. you get it yeah it's a uh, it, brilliant brilliant game but what, I, what I've really uh, what I've seen which I really enjoyed are these randomizers mm-hmm. because uh, that basically the ra- you can set different levels of randomization so you could say all the uh, small things <laughs> sorry uh, all the small keys and the the boss I, uh, big keys in all the chests in the jun- dungeons stay where they are mm-hmm. they're not randomized but everything else like the compass the map and the weapons you could get the hook shot when you get the Kariki sword. Oh, you know, like the... the you get it in the first sword. treasure box you find kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so all the treasure boxes throughout the whole world are just scrambled up. So you have to know the game inside and out. So these guys, when you see them playing it, they, they get an item and then they're going, okay, so I know exactly what I'm able to do with this item. Yeah, now I've got the bombs, I can get to this bit. Yeah, so I don't have to keep faffing around checking these ones further to get to. And then if they don't find anything good, they know exactly which chests are accessible Mm -hmm. without any items. Yeah, yeah. It's all just... Insane knowledge. uh, There's a lot, there's a bit, parts of it where it's, it's, because you're doing sequence breaking, basically, there Mm -hmm. are parts of it where you wouldn't be able to progress in Wind Waker without collecting a certain item, but they've took down those barriers, so yeah, yeah. Uh, they make it actually possible. But uh, it was incredible. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I it was actually a, a Ocarina of Time randomizer. Yeah, and there were hour-long episodes. The guy did about like 
four, five of them. Yeah. Who was it? Do you know? It was called uh, Attacking Toucans. I I don't know. I heard that one. It was just, uh, yeah, the guy who knew. He's been on uh, uh, AGDQ on the couch a couple of times. But uh, yeah, I didn't know him very much. But he he, he just knew Ocarina of Time inside and out. And then he did Wind Waker one after that, which I loved as well. So uh, yeah, it was just mind blown because it's a whole, it's the game. But it's a ho- it, whole new version. Yeah, entirely. it's, yeah, it's yeah. like mixing up all the all the rules and just playing it backwards almost. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 a new way to exercise the skills that you've honed. You know, because you can c- complete the game and complete the game fast. But you've got all these skills and you mm-hmm. can only use them one way. But this just mixes it up and you can yeah. apply all that knowledge and these skills and it's more of a challenge and it's like a quiz, you know, yeah, yeah. you're playing the game. Kind yeah, of it's thing. really cool. I, I remember when Master Quest came out. Do you remember that? Because yeah. sometimes you got that with Wind Waker, didn't you? You got like this special disc that had Ocarina of Time and then you had Ocarina of Time Master Quest, which was basically like, it was kind of like a randomizer pretty much, wasn't it? It like mixed up the dungeons and the, the way the dungeons worked and the puzzles that were in there yeah. um, and just gave it a bit of an extra challenge. And I think it made the bosses harder, if I remember. I think they took a few more hits. Or um, me maybe gave you less power or yeah yeah like it was something like that yeah. but that was a really cool way. it just because you'd played that game like you would played like in a time for so many years by that point you probably played through it you know most people who had that game back when games weren't as accessible as they are now like you couldn't just go on xbox live and download 50 games like we just did you know you'd have to get your parents to drive you to northwich yeah. to go to dixon's and like saving for months yeah. Anyway and stuff. yeah i remember buying yoshi's story on the n64 and i'm sure it was 50 quid Probably back then yeah. and like I thought games were cheaper back then but I guess not yeah 40 quid 30 quid for a game yeah uh, obviously depending if it was a, one of the bigger publishers or whatever yeah so. yeah I mean like, I imagine Mario 64 was mm-hmm. that a release title I think it was you got it with the N64 yeah, okay. I think we got Goldeneye with ours yeah that was yeah yeah, yeah. oh mate that was such a good game as well that was so many hours of multiplayer yeah um, yeah it was well good with the uh proximity mines yeah you could stack them out couldn't you like stack them off the wall and then they start disappearing or you put the cheats in you could get the DK mode so the yeah. heads that are coming through yeah, the door yeah they through the doors NPCs <laughs> trying to get you yeah my dad actually stopped me playing that game I don't know if I ever told you this because the noise that it made when you ran them over with the tanks was like a cool sound oh, right. and I, I appreciate that it was a well designed like crunchy sound yeah. and I told him I like the sound when you run over people with tanks and my dad was just like nope right, not playing right. this anymore <laughs> gonna cut this serial killer right in the bun <laughs> and he only kills three cats a week yeah only three yeah but yeah it was it was such a good game I loved it like the, even just the story mode was great yeah yeah I can't remember how cl- and I remember always trying to catch like Oromov I always tried to find like little sneaky things and I remember yeah. there was that place across the dam at the back it was an island that it always looked like you could get to and there was like a pier and I'm sure it had a boat but the boat didn't go anywhere and it was just like an unused but the level they never yeah, finished right. and I was always like I'm sure I can get there like the yeah. rumours about Mew under the van yeah well that was Pokemon. you could get Mew couldn't you in because I had it in Pokemon not, Blue but not from you know like getting uh, strength or a key and pushing the van was out of the way like you couldn't get it from because that that van was just an old relic yeah. of the programming that they just put there because it, they didn't need it. Do you it. remember how you got it? I never got it. I, I think you, the only way you could officially, without cheating, mm-hmm. was there were certain places where you could go, like official Pokemon events where you'd go oh, with your... You uh, yeah, and, and you'd like buy a ticket and do this thing and then they, they trade you 
Like, oh, with the link cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that the other day in the loft as well. I, found I had a three-way link cable, and I had no idea how that would have ever worked with anything. It doesn't make sense. I'm sure there were some games that yeah. were... Oh, like maybe racing games, like yeah, F-Zero or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because it was like only one Mario of you Kart. need the cartridge. And yeah. Like the other two can... Yeah, but wasn't that on the DS as well? Couldn't you do that with some like yeah, Mario 64? like link, link up and play. Yeah. Like, uh, we did it with the... There was that Metroid Hunters game. Me- yeah, Metroid Hunters. DS. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember getting that and we did, we did yeah. that, yeah. Because they did have, like, even on the Metroid Prime 2, they had a multiplayer. Do you remember? On the GameCube. It was just like a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like an arena-style PvP kind of style. Yeah, yeah. And you, <laughs> when you looked at the, the, the sprite of the other character, when they double-jumped, they were doing a flip. But when you double-jumped yeah, on the first-person screen, it was, didn't... Didn't do a flip. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was weird. It bothered me. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the new one of that. Metroid Prime 4, they've announced it now. For the switch, um, yeah, yeah, but they—they've. We spoke about this on like I think it was episode two of the podcast. Um, they decided that it wasn't good enough, so they just like pushed it back an extra year oh, and started yeah. entirely again. And they've gone back to the original studio and made Metro Prime One and Two. Oh right, okay. So Retro Studios oh, in Texas, I think it is. There, there was a game uh, that was released called AM Two R. Yeah, they the a fan game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, it, no of it. It got stopped. Uh, they. Nintendo put a cease and desist. You always do. It's fucking annoying. It was just because uh, AM2R stands for another Metroid 2 remake. So yeah. Metroid 2 for the for the snares. Uh, have it in there on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Found it. So that's the style that uh, Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion mm-hmm. were made for the for the Game Boy Advances. That's the style that they kind of mm-hmm. ran with, uh, that pixel art code. And... Uh, Everybody loved it, and uh, it worked so well. And loads of people have made Metroid Two remakes. So yeah. this game, it came out, and it was a community-driven thing. One guy started it, and he's just you know let everybody else step yeah, in. Yeah, just sort and, of snowballed. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great game, but because uh, it was never completed hundred percent. Well, I think it was, but it was still a bit buggy and glitchy mm-hmm. in parts. They were never allowed to finish it, but you had it, didn't you? Didn't you get it? I, I downloaded it, yeah, it was free. But uh got to a certain point when you got to a certain when you collected a certain suit, mm-hmm. I was then invisible. Oh right. So I didn't <laughs> see where I was, so I just I just kept dying. Oh that's a shame. And you needed that suit to progress through the, to the game. next bit, yeah. yeah. It was just it, the reason they put a cease and desist was because it was the Samus Returns for the 3DS that was yeah, just they were bringing out, it out already, weren't they? Uh, that was just about to be released, and I think it's kind of like because Nintendo saw it and they were like, "Oh, mate, this is better." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we better stop it. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people didn't like the I, new. Yeah, I, Samus I played it, and it, and it. They're trying to keep it. You know, 2D. Well, you know, 2.5D. 2. 2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just 3D characters, pretty much. But on a 2D, on a 2D plane, if yeah. you don't know. But it was keeping with the platforming style. It just didn't didn't have the same snap, same mm-hmm. spark that those other old games seemed to have. Yeah. Uh, it was a great game. I just I, I I'm just a die-hard pixel art yeah, yeah. retro game fans so See, that uh the mini snes that we've got last time world came up last year we ended up playing through all of super mario world yeah. and we got right to the boss uh right to bowser and it was like four in the morning or something so we had to stop didn't we? it was it was getting a bit late and on that that's got super metroid 
And I'd never played okay. Super Metroid. So when I had my leg surgery the other month, yeah. I decided I'm, I'm just going to lie in bed and play a load of SNES games. So I, st- I finally started Super Metroid. And I didn't realize quite how like horror film-esque yeah. it feels. That first like, intro is really creepy. It was really music scary by Geiger, the, the art. The alien for, stuff. For yeah. aliens yeah. films. Yeah, Ridley Scott films. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so H.R. Geiger, I think yeah. his name is. Uh, yeah, that's come up a lot. In the past few episodes, we've spoken about Geiger. Because okay. it was Alien Day the other day. It's four years since the first Alien film came out. 40? 40 years, yeah. So you said four. I four. was like, wait. Hey, how old I am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and then I started playing Alien Isolation as well, which is, I don't know if you saw it on the screen before. There's a tile on it on the Xbox, uh, which is really good. It's uh, so scary, though. It's horrible. It's too, like... There's a, a mechanic they've worked in. If you've got an Xbox Connect which obviously sits in front of your TV. It's got a camera and a microphone and you can put on head tracking, but you can also put the microphone on. So if you're running away from the alien and you're tr- and you hide in something, you're going, shit, shit, shit. The microphone picks you up and the alien will hear you more if you're oh, panicking in, in the real world. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd just be tempted to turn the microphone off though. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Yeah. I'm a screamer. Yeah, yeah I'm a screamer. Um, but yeah, I, we actually know the lead designer from Alien Isolation. Oh, right. yeah, we met him at a, a game dev competition in um, in Manchester a few years ago. It's called Gary Napper, and he works for PlayStation now. Okay. Uh, he moved into like the secret project when they were working on the PlayStation VR. So okay. he moved from Xbox onto PlayStation. He's a cool guy, though. He's uh, very clever the way he designed it. Despite the all those things yeah. I just said. Despite <laughs> all those horrible, horrible things that he made. Yeah. Sorry, I, I distracted there. I went right off from Geiger being inspired yeah, or inspiring yeah. Metroid. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool game. I want to play more of it, but it's one of those ones where I, I, I need time to sit down and play. Like, it's you want to get into the whole atmosphere, yeah, of, especially yeah. any kind of Metro game is like that. Because, it, it, yeah, uh, and that's going back to just not fully, but uh, this is what Shovel Knight did as well. Mm-hmm. Built a world, you know, you feel it's cohesive, it, yeah. A built world, you feel immersed in it, and uh, like you say, it's it's. It's the experience, you know, the adventure you're going on. It's not something you can just dip in and out of ten minutes because no, no. you lose the lose the the magic of it. Mm-hmm. There's there's few few games currently that I feel that I can get lost in like that. Yeah. There aren't many. Hitman surprisingly was one. I was okay. really getting into. It's called Hitman Season One or something. It's one of the newer ones. Okay. They've sort of now they've gone onto the new Xbox One. They've now made Hitman One, okay. and it's like no. Hitman 1 was years ago yeah, so it, yeah. and then the new one's just called Hitman 2 and it's like you already had Hitman 2 like 20 years ago so now I'm just confused um, and that's really cool like the way the world work on Hitman is really interesting because it's it's real time strategy okay. while you're playing so you'll be in a setting of a massive like hotel for example and everything's going on around you so there's people checking in or coming out or going to the restaurant and your targets are sort of in with all these people yeah, so yeah. you've got to try and like trigger certain events to happen to get through certain things and then you can Multiple knock someone out choices. take the clothes yeah, yeah you can do there's like 50 different ways to kill each character or you can literally just run in guns blazing and just shoot up the entire place but you obviously yeah. get less points yeah so you want to try and do it without being noticed um, i did play i think it was probably the first one but uh they they were brilliant games they were quite reminiscent of splinter cell for me yeah i remember us playing that as well yeah which I, one was that you had i had i think it was called chaos theory yeah, and yeah, I really liked it because it reminded me of Predator, <laughs> yeah. the film. Because you had the heat, heat vision thing. Yeah, you could put heat vision goggles on, stand in the corner, and like you could alert guards. You could go like, "Hey, psst. yeah, over here." <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and just turn around. Billy. Will's got a cold, if you can't tell. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
a bit a bit buggy. I bug- do apologise for all my nays. <laughs> Toad's nays. Yeah, that, that Splinter Cell game, I remember being really fun. Like, it blew my mind, the mechanic of hiding in shadows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was... The AI was interesting. I mean, going back and playing it now, I don't know how it'd hold up. I don't really remember that much of it. I remember helping each other up over things and stuff. There was, yeah, because it was a two-player mode. And you had a red and blue goggles, didn't you? Instead yeah. of green. Yeah. And yeah, that was co-op, co-op. But then you could do like a you know rumble battle royale mm-hmm. arena thing. Yeah, I really like this because that was that was a game where you could be immersed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you really didn't want to get caught. You know, because if you did, like in certain games like Hitman, if you get caught, you can just change. You can the sort tactics. of recover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in Split Cell, you had to stay. You you could get away with setting some alarms off and people seeing you, but it'd be almost impossible to, to yeah, get yeah. through. Do you remember on? I think I don't know if we've got this again on the original Xbox when you're on the menu and you could oh, turn yeah. the sound up really loud exactly. and we could hear. Do you know? I found out what that was. Did I ever tell you? You told me it was yeah. like original. It's NASA transmissions that they used, which is fucking crazy. That yeah. like I don't even know how they would have got hold of that. All I remember it going, it was, it was yod, yod. Yeah, yod, 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 yod. Yod, <laughs> yod. Yeah, it did. I'll find it and I'll put a sound clip on the episode. Yeah. Maybe I'll start it with that and people will be like, what the fuck? Yod, yod. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, I also, I know this is like backtracking a bit. Well, I want to go back onto Wind Waker. Do you remember how scary the redeads were in that one? The big tall oh, zombie. And you were like, yeah, they yeah. fucking like jumped on you with the big lobby ears and all yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was it was scary because it, you were parrot, you were frozen. Yeah, and, and they would just like drift towards yeah, you, and like jump really on you back slowly, yeah. just kind of edging towards you. And you can't do anything about it. My brother was terrified of those. Do you remember what was the the one in Ocarina of Time where it was it had Dead hands? Hand. Yeah, yeah, in the bottom of the well. Yeah, that was yeah that for a game that was rated E for everyone and like a kids game that was pretty scary. Yeah. And that is a very common opinion. Popular yeah, a lot of people were really freaked out by that sort of thing. There's a lot of like concept art and like uh, fan art of that where it looks really horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty creepy. And uh, I remember the first time, I remember you letting me know at school, you were like, I think I'm at the end of Wind Waker. Do you want to come over tonight while we complete it? And I was like, yes, let's get there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being sat on your, your bed in your room and your mum bringing up super noodles chicken noodles yeah, yeah chicken noodles yeah and it was fucking great i'd never even had super noodles before yeah so that just like it was like, planted in my mind these noodles are great this game is gate gate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great it's the gatest grave i've G- ever played <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you beat ganondorf and i remember spoilers you stab him right in the head oh, right this dog yeah and you were like whoa that was violent and yeah. i was like i know it's it fucking... went really far in yeah i know it was like hilt deep Straight to the waist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your legs fold up. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And then he turns to stone, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, I don't want to. Ru- I don't want to ruin the end in case anyone comes mean, to play. I it, don't want to ruin the end by telling everybody the end that I just said. No, because <laughs> like the next bit where it's like quite emotional with the king and all that. It's lovely. You know, with the, play, wa- play. the water and stuff. Yeah, I re- get get hold of the HD version if you can, um, for the Wii U. I imagine they'll port it to the switch at some point because nintendo are very much like pouring everything into the switch right now i'm interested to know where they're going to go with the next console because like the ps the switch this ps5 is already like on its way out and so, then the new xbox will probably won't be far behind nintendo seems to got to this weird like this weird floaty point between generation consoles where they always seem slightly behind with graphics 
and everything else. Okay. But they don't seem to care as much about it, which is it's not a bad thing. I don't, you know, I'm not. I'd rather a game be good than 4K. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to play a 4K piece of shit. I'd rather, you know, play something in N64 style graphics if it's yeah. an amazing game. I'm absolutely oh, fine yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. I like my ladies' polygonal. So I'm interested to see what they do or whether they just bring. Because I'm, I don't want to have to buy another console to play the next Zelda. Because like I waited like seven years or whatever it was production time, and that. Zelda was supposed to come out on the Wii U, so we bought a Wii U, yeah. and then it didn't come out, and then we had to buy a Switch as well. So we've invested a lot of money just to play Breath of the Wild. So I'll have to buy another one. One one game I'm excited for, and I'm tempted to just buy a a Switch just for it, and it's the Link's Awakening. The yeah, it looks so Boy good. Remake. Yeah, uh, and they've done it very cartoony, almost like Wind Waker, but kind of a bit more chunky and it's like it gets that plastic, clay st- yeah, plasticine yeah. kind of style uh, but I nearly cried when I saw the yeah. trailer for that I was like yes because those games uh, Link's Awakening the, and the Oracle of Seasons the Oracle of Ages games old style retro yeah. pixel art love them uh, <laughs> and I spent so much of my life playing those games mm-hmm. they were great and uh, what I'm really excited about because I spoke to somebody about a game fan uh, like what do you think about uh, Link's Awakening he's like oh they could have just done better games like Oracle of Seasons in ages I was like but Link's Awakening came out first yeah. it's a great game we're going to get that and, and then they probably could, they do, yeah, do they probably will. Oracle of Seasons in ages depending on the response because those two games need to be released together yeah because they're linked, the linked don't they yeah. uh, linked stuff uh-huh. that's that's another example of of games so for example with the with the oracle and seasons of ages Mm -hmm. uh you got codes uh passwords throughout the game and when you beat the game so you beat oracle of ages and you get a code and then you put that code before you make when you're making a new file on oracle of Mm -hmm. seasons you put that code in and it's like you are link who defeated Oracle of Ages yeah. in the the mm-hmm. Oracle of Seasons? And this and this, if you were to just play Oracle of Seasons without putting that code in, it'd be the normal game. Uh, but with the with the linked game, you get special special. There's extra features. More you can get unlockable items. A lot about rings, wasn't there or something? Rings yeah, yeah. They, they, they had a whole catalog, maybe like sixty or a hundred rings uh, that had different powers. Some of them were rubbish. Some of them were great. Uh, Forgot all about that. I forgot how in depth that game was. Yeah, the, uh, uh, and basically, once you beat the linked game, so you get the code from Oracles, play it through seasons, beat that, and then you get code from that. Mm-hmm. Then you can get the code from that and put it in ages again. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, new game uh, plus two. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and they did they did that for both ways. So you could take it, start with seasons, you end with seasons. Yeah, and you can start with it. You know, but you've gone through three games already. Yeah. So. There was and, and basically when you do that new game plus two, then you don't fight one particular boss at the end. It's Ganon. Yeah, you know, yeah which you don't you don't fight Ganon in the first no, no. two. Like uh, f- when you play the the new game plus one, Twin Rovers talking about waking mm-hmm. up Ganon, but it's only when you play new game plus two that she actually does. That, you know mm. the this the ceremony is complete. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> The, the age of sorrow it was actually said. supposed to be a third one. Oh really yeah i think it was called or- oh, really? oracle of courage yes. Yes. um because like for is it ferrari or for whatever the 
far the third, away. Yeah, the, the third goddess is actually in those games, far. isn't she? <laughs> Whatever the official Japanese pronunciation is. Uh, she was in that game, so they, they actually were trying to work like a three system where you could work between the th- obviously the Triforce, yeah. they were trying to do the whole three things, but it never got done, and I don't know why. I don't know if what went on with... Because it was Capcom who made those games, wasn't it? Yes. Which was weird because they hadn't done any... I don't know if they'd done any... Oh, no, they did a couple of Mega Man games, I think. Like Mega Man X and Mega Man X3 or something. Yeah. So I don't know if what else they did after that. But I, I would have liked to have seen that third game, and I kind of wish it gets like leaked somewhere. Whatever was... Oh, yeah. Back the mic, sorry. <laughs> back the mic. Back the mic. I mean, it'd be, it'd be very interesting to see those, those things, but... Mm. They probably probably sacked it off because those games are so in depth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big and, task. And yeah, complete themselves. And I, it didn't need another game. You know, I'm no, not no. saying that if if it went back in time and it happened, no, and I wouldn't like it. But mm-hmm. it they were perfect. They were. Do you remember like the the you get those animals? Was it Roos? Yeah. You, okay, so it was a bear. Yeah, you got at some points in the game you got. You could go down different pathways, and you, you'd at some point find a magic flute, either in a shop or someone would give it to you, mm-hmm. or you just come across this animal, and then he'd give it to you later. So there were three, you know, animal assistants that you could choose. One of three that you could choose, uh, and then there was Dimitri, the kind of it's a kangaroo. Uh, no, that was Ricky. Ricky, R- sorry, Ricky, Ricky was a kangaroo, kangaroo with boxing gloves. You could get in his yeah. pouch, and he'd, he'd jump across gaps, uh, and he could punch mm-hmm. tornadoes from a distance like fire tornadoes yeah. from his gloves uh, very windy windy guys can say windy gloves <laughs> uh, but and then you could be Moosh the flying bear which Moosh, I didn't yeah, like yeah. because his wings were so small yeah he had tiny little wings didn't he but he was a giant fat bear yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah Dimitri he was like was a he? yeah, yeah a like a dragony kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah but he, he was a swimmer and he could gobble up bushes yeah swim up waterfalls I'm going to try and find it. And you could carry him around on land because he was very slow. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't remember that. Slow. Yeah, they were, they were brilliant, brilliant gays. They were... Yeah, yeah. He looks like... Um, there's Moosh. Look at his little fucking head. He's, he's actually more like a cat, isn't he? It's like a really fat cat yeah. with wings. Yeah, he does have a bear snout. Yeah. A bathnoot. Yeah, he looks like... A, was it... Sarah from the Land Before Time. Oh yeah, the Triceratops. Well, do you remember Dimitri Spike when he ate those bushes? That grass looked delicious. Yeah, he, did. he was so happy with it. Yeah, yeah. It seems so succulent. Yeah, <laughs> those films were were good, but they was were pretty devastated. Petrie, Petrie, Petrie. <laughs> yeah. Tom and Jerry was like the forties or fifties, wasn't it? Yeah, the original series. Okay. Remember the episode where the elephant hid in the house and Jerry painted him as a mouse. Yeah. And so Tom's like, well, what did he do? It yeah, was like, absolutely. he hit him under something and then when he lifted it up, it was, it was the, the elephant came elephant, out and he was like, yeah. oh! <laughs> uh, the one I really remember, uh, the, the house, the housekeeper left or the, you know, the Tom's owner. Thomas! <laughs> Thomas! Yeah. Uh, you guys will stay in the garage. Yeah. Uh, she left the house. She's like, I'm going, going shopping. You better keep this house tidy. Don't know why you tell a cat that. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> She's obviously mental. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, she, Jerry just proceeds to just filth up the house with yeah. coal and like dips his feet in ink and running around the Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, so he just, slightly, <laughs> you see the, the lady coming back from the shops struggling with all the bags down the road. He's like, woo! 
and he's got like 12 brooms and yeah. stuff on his hands and knees and, and all these cloths just washing everything all at once I love those it was such it was such a good series the, the music was incredible for yeah. example because it was all a live band creating atmosphere and mood you know for example uh, there was one when I really started to appreciate the music in it was mm-hmm. when uh, Tom fell in the barrel of booze and got drunk. Yeah, yeah. And they're using slide guitar. You're like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and making, and it, it, it was so expressive and, and they were so good at getting a point across and make, creating a vibe. Yeah, they were. You didn't even notice it until you like step back. I think, think that those sort of programs really make people get into music when the kids like some people who connect with those sort of cartoons when the kids yeah, like yeah. like we both obviously grew up to be music like will is one of the best drummers i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of fucking drummers <laughs> Stop. 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 um so we used to be in, in bands together years and years ago um and i think that's a lot where inspiration for music comes from if you appreciate it as a little kid and it's yeah. always always around you like my granddad was a guitarist my dad's a guitarist and it's sort of like it then just i sort yeah. of fell into it with that but do you remember the episode where Oh, what was it called? It was called like Feline Concerto or something and it was Tom playing the piano. The uh, Hungarian rap yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always remember that bit where he's playing and it's like that dead high note and he goes dee, 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 and then his little finger stretches right down. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that. It was just so cool. Yeah, and then was it Jerry was inside the piano? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, he's replacing the keys with mouse traps so Tom has yeah, to yeah. play around them and things. And, <laughs> yeah, and then his fingers swell up massive, don't they? Or he, he like slammed his fingers in the lid of the piano. Yeah, and, yeah they swell up and then they're all round. <laughs> yeah, the nails popped back like the t- cap of a, and a steam valve. And they yeah, all, yeah. Ah, it was a well good one. Really did like that. It's so aggressive. I know. It's like you realise when you get to an adult how much of a dick Jerry was. Like when you're yeah. a kid, you were, you were on the side of Jerry. Like oh, this cat's nub, and then you just realise Jerry's just a bit of a jeb. It's just a, you just feel sorry for Tom in the end. Poor cat. Yeah, he's just constantly getting beaten up yeah. by a mouse and then his owner. And then, yeah, because she thinks it's him. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Any others? Any other games? Pokemon is a huge... That was something I was, I was thinking about. Pokemon, about Pokemon was huge. Mm-hmm. I still play... I'm, I'm, still, I'm still playing Pokemon Ruby at the moment. Really? No yeah. way. Uh, that, up, to, up to Gen 3 was where I stopped. And that was perfect. That was the right time for me Which to... Which one was that? Was that... Ruby and Sapphire. Ruby and Sapphire, yeah. Because I remember so, you got gold as well. Yeah. And what... Okay, so Red and Blue, brilliant games, you know, uh, it was a clever marketing trick, but it, it made it more, exclu- it felt more exclusive and more special mm-hmm. when you did get 150 because you had to trade between the two yeah, games. Yeah, because I had Blue originally, I, n- I never got Red, yeah, until yeah. I got that 37 in 1 cartridge. But then when they made Gen 2, that was incredible because you played a whole new game Mm-hmm. Then you got to defeat the Elite Four yeah. and then go back to Kanto uh, or Johto. Jo- Kanto is the original. Okay, Johto's yeah, you got to go game. back to Kanto and fight the old gym leaders again with your new Gen 2 Could team. you do that? I didn't know you could like do that. that. It was built into the game. It wasn't like a secret. It was just... No way. You just deve- it, it had two worlds in yeah, one. Yeah. And, uh, That's so cool. And then I really wanted uh, the Gen Gen three game to do that, but mm-hmm. that yeah. oh to go back through the other two yeah yeah, yeah but it would be a bit greedy of yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I never actually played. I I borrowed gold from you for a bit yeah, but I never got that far. Okay, um, I'd sort of stopped playing as much handheld stuff by that point. I yeah, think yeah, 
Because I think I got when I got the GameCube, I was just like, oh god, I fucking loved it, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I just moved on to that from then. And I think I'd got an Xbox. I think I got an Xbox, and then I remember getting Halo Two, and I remember us playing Halo yeah, Two. Yeah, that was a big one as well. Yeah, because you got an Xbox as well, didn't you? That I, I had an Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what we played. Was that what we played? Split the uh, cell. cell on. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Thirteen? Yeah, that was what I wanted to tell you. They're remaking it. Oh, they? They're remastering it. Yeah, yeah. For all the new consoles. No way. Yeah, what, that, the that same was a bit style? of game. Yeah, exactly the same, but just all like completely yeah. HD and remap. That, yeah, cause, so basically that game, it was based on a French comic. Yeah, it was. Uh, of the same name. It's called 13, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was XIII. 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 And that was brilliant. It was, you're some dude who wakes up with amnesia. People are trying to kill him. You've got to get away and figure out what's going on. It was a first person shooter, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was cell shaded, very cartoony block style animation big black outlines on um, everything wasn't it like yeah and it uh when all the sound effects happened or anything it we, the text would appear like you know black. batman you yeah know, kaboom yeah. And, uh, on this whilst it's happening on the screen the white writing would fade in and out <laughs> uh so it's it it was a great experience it was it was really but it was a great game as well mm-hmm. uh and it had fantastic multiplayer yeah we spent a lot of time good, yeah. doing that because you could just set up a bunch of computer players yeah that was right yeah yeah ai didn't you uh but yeah it was ai so uh that was yeah we could play on the same teams or something couldn't we yeah fight or do me with four ai and you with four ai that kind of thing yeah that was cool i i haven't thought about that game in a long time and when i saw that advert with it i meant to tell you i I thought i'd sent it to you but i mustn't have done i might have seen it when i was in work and been like you know i haven't got time i'm not showing him uh, he doesn't deserve it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i think I might get that when it comes out. I don't ever remember if I played all the way through it. I don't remember if I got I to remember. the end. It had uh, Adam West as a voice actor in it. It did, yeah, yeah, it, it did. Like a general or something. Yeah, I, I remember how it ended. Don't tell me. No spoilies. No explosion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other games did we play on that? I'm trying to think. Well, I, I just I really remember Halo Two. Me and you playing through. Um, yeah. when we did it was that second level wasn't it the when you get to the courtyard yeah and we jump. we pretty much completed Halo or the the second level of Halo 2 when you get down to Cairo we put it onto Legendary didn't we yeah and we glitched the game and got like up on the top where you find the first skull you can sort of like snidey jump yourself up can't you if you spin and jump you can get onto the roofs and then we did the whole level on the roofs, but I remember I fell down and fell out the level at one point. And it was like every day after school, we kept going to see how far we could get behind yeah. the world and kept getting fucking snipered by all those jackals with sniper. They just oh, one shot yeah. you because it was on legendary. Yeah. What were the big ones called with the arm guns? Hunters. Hunters yeah. yeah. They were hard. They had orange blood. Yeah. They were made up from worms. Really? Yeah. They're multi animal organisms. Oh, right. So all the gaps that you see with like the weird fibers, it was all these worms that like coalesced together to make these giant monsters. They're in one of the films, uh, Nightfall. They're in Nightfall. I've never seen any of the films. Yeah, they made two. There's one called Forward Unto Dawn and one called Nightfall. Forward Unto Dawn's following. It starts like at before the war breaks out, so it's at the point where the Covenant first arrive, yeah. and it's like a military training camp. So it's all like the new cadets training, and then it just they see something in the sky and then a fucking giant thing comes down and then it's just covenant everywhere. Okay. And so it's quite like, it's just following these kids, but they released it as a Netflix, uh, a YouTube series. They released like 10 minutes every, uh, every week or something. Okay. 
for a few episodes. Oh no, it must have been twenty. It's like an hour long, so maybe say it was twenty minutes every every week for yeah. three weeks. Um, and it was all right. It had the girl from what's the one with the lion, the witch, and the ward- lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. <laughs> 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 yeah, that one. Narnia, sorry. The wizard, the tiger, and the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Set of Chester drawers. Uh, yeah, so she was in that. She's one of the... I think it's the older sister. She's in it as well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about the Ford Unto Dawn film was the, the main character is the colonel or Captain Lasky or whatever he's called. He's the leader of the ship that you're on in Halo 4. So it came out before Halo 4 and it's sort of like... So it was about how he first met Master Chief okay. and then how they met later on for this game and then they made another short film called Nightfall with following this guy who becomes a Spartan 3 because like the Spartan 2s I think it is if I remember correctly in the games like with Master Chief they're the ones that are bred to be like super so they're all fucking 7 foot tall and they've got like yeah. bone grafts and all that and they were kidnapped as kids to become Spartans oh, right. so it wasn't an optional thing yeah, yeah. they just found the most exceptional kids stole them, cloned the kids, put the clone back in the school, the clone dies because they're not very well made. All right. So the parents get the kid back and then the kid yeah. dies. So it's, yeah, it's pretty, the story's not exactly very nice. In last week, actually, uh, my recommendation was the Kilo 5 books, which is like a series of, I think it's either three or four novels and they're really good books. Okay. And it's following about the Spartan program. Yeah, and yeah. it takes place in between Halo 3 and 4 while the Master Chief's missing. So the Chief's not even in it. So okay. these other characters. But it's about the Spartan program. It's, it's a really, really good read. I've lost what I was saying. Nightfall. Sorry, yeah. So between four and five, it's following this guy who becomes a Spartan three. So that's an optional program. Okay. So they're not seven foot tall. They're normal sized soldiers, but they are Spartans. So they have yeah. the armor and they get sort of super soldiered up as much as possible, but they don't have all the bone grafts, I don't okay. think. So this guy, the main character, becomes a Spartan Locke, who's the guy hunting Master Chief in Halo 5. Master Chief's gone AWOL in Halo 5. Yeah, he disobeyed his orders and left and then you've got you play as the Master Chief and as Locke so you play the level as Master Chief doing something and then you play as Locke trying to find your way to get to Master Chief before he gets away and then yeah, he, yeah. he always seems to get away and then you have a bit of a fight and yeah and no no one really liked that game that much Okay, people didn't seem to like See, it yeah I I only had Halo, I played Halo 1 at a friend's house mm-hmm. on that giant giant control giant controller yeah it's like a yeah, size of a fucking coffee table yeah <laughs> Uh, remember you had to take your hand off the control to press start and that's how big it was it was yeah it's about a foot wide yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I I had Halo 2 and played that a lot mm-hmm. but I never played any followed series did you not play 3? Oh, 3 was really good that was for the 360 oh it was yeah it was the release tile I think for the, the 360 so we're just going to interject because we just paused for a moment and uh, Will we were talking about the surgery I sort of explained to Will what happened with my leg and he was telling me about a guy who went in for surgery yeah, I don't know the full details of the story. I just remember watching one of these shows years ago, you know, night uh, hospital surgery nightmares, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and this guy, uh, maybe like an appendix or just a, I don't know, but they 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 cut his dick off, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just think, you know, I imagine how, obviously it's terrible, but. <laughs> very very sad uh, uh, you'd be a bit pissed off but the thing is like they may, might have done him a favour because how bad his dick must look where a yeah. doctor a medical yeah, professional oh is like oh, I don't know what this is about but that's coming up <laughs> <laughs> that's obviously the issue yeah, yeah. <laughs> doctor but, what are you doing no, I imagine like it was the the surgeon's first day and he's got a very stern 
uh, invigilator behind mm. them with a clipboard and pen. And everything they do or say, they just go, oh. Bury the head and scribble disapprovingly. <laughs> and he's going, uh, okay. Uh, scalpel? Uh, <laughs> you can imagine him like... You know, you know, like operation when you're selecting what you're going to operate on. Yeah. You've got a scalpel and like he puts it towards his arm and the and invigilator goes, like, oh. oh, yeah. And then he like oh, goes towards oh, his leg and she like smiles a bit more. Then yeah. the, he looks down and then she's like smiling. The scalpel's over his dick. And she's like, uh, all right. And she's <laughs> like, say, like, do yeah, it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wide eyes, yeah. it. <laughs> it's actually her ex-husband on the table and he doesn't know that. Uh, God, can you imagine waking up and just like you go to pee? And you're just like, your hand misses and you're just like, what? Imagine being the one that has to break the news to him. Because yeah. I wouldn't, I would, like, I don't think I'd, I'd be able to let him wake up and just be like, uh, excuse me guys, my dick's off? <laughs> You'd have to say something to him. But yeah. imagine... The call for attention bell, you just hear it like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> from the bed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, look. How's your, how's your leg feeling? You know, the one you come in for. Yeah. It's like, uh, it still feels a bit weird. It's like, yeah, yeah. funny thing. Yeah, chop we missed. Your, <laughs> chop, uh, chop your dick off. <laughs> we, you know you meant your middle leg, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Did they put it back on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to Google it because this is going to give me some weird shit on my computer. No, no dick. Yeah. <laughs> Was that guy with two? Maybe they gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> or just like get him to give, give Yeah, you he's one. got a spare. But the thing, I think it's like once it's come off, it's never the same again. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when you have chips and they go cold and you microwave them. They're always a bit soggy and weird. Do you think the doctor was like, cut it off and he's like, oh crap, three second rule, three second rule. <laughs> <laughs> wash it, wash it. So I'm back on it upside down and he goes for a pee and it pees up. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, he'd sewed the bell end to the base. <laughs> it's just like a really flat chop on the end. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's really weird. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, We're not laughing at you. Yeah, we are. <laughs> there was a guy who whose wife caught him cheating or something, and he she it was in China. She cut it off while he was asleep and threw it out the window. Yeah, of a car. Yeah, and then he they reattached it. They got him because obviously he's bleeding profusely. Yeah. So the ambulance just rushes down there. He gets driven up to the hospital, and they find it in the garden, just because it's just like growing like some weird little plant <laughs> Yo, cucumbers grind uh, and just sewed it back on but then the wife came to the hospital and did it again why is she not dead I don't know <laughs> why she... yeah I, I hope she threw it out the window again just for Larry yeah. just like imagine walking out into the waiting room and you'd be like <laughs> <laughs> I've been cocked uh, Mr. Johnson <laughs> yeah. yeah oh god that's yeah I couldn't imagine that the there was a story, I think it was in, somewhere in the Orient, uh-huh. uh, a guy, his missus dumped him and he was so distraught and he's like, look, this will make you take me back and cut his own dick off. Uh, or, you know, something like, well, I'm never going to use this again, cut his dick off and he's like, oh, wait, shit, uh, I got on a bike and rode to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> his dick. It's in his pocket. Yeah. Just, Why did he think that? He was a bit upset. You must be. It must be in such a state if you think you can do that. Fucking hell, man. Right, I think we should end this there on this wonderful uh, dick <laughs> Just leave it hanging. Yeah, we've got to kill he didn't. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Halo, but there you go. Okay, things happen. Things they? happen. Dick stories happen. Play Halo 2 if you haven't played it. Get the remaster if you haven't. Yeah, I have actually... I- 
I forgot when when I because when mm-hmm. I came around we played the you showed me the HD remake and there was a yeah. button on the controller where you, you can, can switch s- back. Yeah. yeah, and when I was watching the new version, I was like, "Well, oh, this is good. You know, it looks a bit cleaner." And then when you go back, you actually forget. You remember how how bad it was. Yeah, you go back you know, and you're like, "Oh god!" Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was leaps leaps and bounds above uh, further. It was. Quality. Right, let's end it there. Okay. Thank you for listening to episode 11 of the Grief Burrito Podcast. Thank uh, you thanks, for Will. having me. Yeah, um, we said we'd give you a shout out to your bands because, like I said, Will is a musician and he's been playing in a lot of bands recently. So where can they find your shit? Uh, so yes, dot com. We've got YouTube and Facebook. I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll give, has the links. Yeah, give to, me some links. Like I can in the uh, descriptions. But yeah, there's one band called Trilobite, experimental kind of math heavy music. Not so, I'm not a metal drummer, but it's heavy guitars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one is called La Juega, South American uh, traditional music mixed with Spanish flavors and other modern styles. Uh, and then I acoustic pop rock duo, uh, guitar singer with Simon and Will. We're playing with the name Petricor, yeah. which is uh, the smell of rain, rain on, on a hot, hot day. Floor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I quite like that. Oh, but we were also thinking of something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Because we do that a lot. But uh, yeah. yes, so I'll, I'll put links up and you can check us out. Cool. Thank Come you. to Exeter and see us play live. Yes, they're in Exeter. So make sure if you're around the area to go and kick their shit, listen to their lit list. <laughs> yes, next time you're up, we'll have you on again. Cool. Thank yes, you. Yes, no worries. Be a pleasure. See you, bye. 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 Hello guys, it's Harrison again. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to episode 11 of the Grief Burrito Podcast. If there's anything you want us to play, watch, or experience, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, at grief... At grief... You can find us there, at grief burrito, is what I was trying to say. And if you want to send us any emails, you can get us on griefburrito at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to... I'm more than happy to read anything you can say about us. And if you can go to iTunes and leave us a bit of a review, it will really help us to get further in this podcast in life. So thanks again, guys, and we'll see you on episode 12. Goodbye.